1: Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God. But finding an immense
2: hard, it's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep nice. No names, these are just
1: theories if you hear me, baby. It's home, you must admit it's kinda eerie, baby. Like them in Kim Treason's Scott
3: Welcome everybody. Grand Rising to all of y'all out there. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Wanna welcome you to this terrific Tuesday. Of course, we got a great show show lined up for you today because as I've been sharing, there are some amazing things going on uh, later on in the week. And so I'm so excited that we have representatives from Wanawari and new executive director of Art Noir is in the building. Inye is taking the place of Alicia Bo's not feeling well. So we're giving you love, sis. We're sending you love out there. But Inye Wacoma is in the building. We're going to be talking to him about uh, Walk the Block that's coming up this weekend. And then Jasmine Scott, new executive director of Art Noir is in the building. We're going to be talking. To about their grand opening as well. But of course, this is the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to tag and share this stream. Please tag and share the stream with people you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. And if you can't watch us, don't worry. You can listen to us. Anywhere you find your favorite podcast, just search Converge Media Network in the day with Trey. Y'all will find me there. Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it, over 200 different podcast platforms. We're all over the place. So we got you guys covered. Uh, shout out to everybody who is watching right now. We appreciate you guys because I know y'all be out there tagging and sharing this dream. I keep hearing from people who are like, oh man, somebody just sent me your show. I just saw it. it is so dope. So really appreciate all of you guys out there. Uh, for supporting us here at Converge, you know, sharing these dreams and making sure that other people are benefiting from all the work we're doing over here. But, you know, again, I get to talk to these guys about an amazing events that are going on this weekend, but we have been really on top of this, the Seattle Public Schools strike. And, you know, yesterday we heard from some parents today, we wanna show you a clip from a student in Seattle Public Schools and hear his take on this strike.
2: Trayvon, what are your thoughts about the strike? My thoughts about the strike is actually, I, I'm really with the teachers about about what they're saying, about mental health, and then about how the district is trying to take away their Mondays or Fridays, because that's the most common time they take their break off, which is very important because the, their workload is really, really big. And yeah, and I, I just feel like that they're doing a very, very good thing, uh, fighting for what they want, and they're doing it for, mainly for the students as well. So the, the teachers, Said that their main things are one,
0: they want more resources from multilingual learners yep. and for for different programs. There's yep. there's also funding for for programs that are highly impactful for Black and Brown students. They also mentioned their their time off, which you which you spoke to earlier, and then they also said that their pay does not keep up with inflation. So. Or, how do you feel about those those main issues that they're presenting as to why they're on strike
2: i feel i feel like it's it's a good it's good reason because the first yeah the inflation happened nine percent that's a lot (laughs) that's a lot so i do agree with that i knew something like that was going to happen and plus it's like their workload don't match their pay so when that don't meet each other is and there's another and there's inflation so I feel like those those two don't balance each other. So something's gonna have to give for that. So that that's how I feel about that.
0: Right now, as a student, right in in Seattle public schools, how good of a job do you feel that your teachers are doing? Good or bad job that you feel your teachers are doing
2: in in Seattle school, in in teaching?
0: Yeah, what what's your your experience, your direct experience in the classroom? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your teachers? or or doing their job that you're learning in the classroom?
2: Yeah, I go to Cleveland High School. There's a lot of stuff that happened at Cleveland High School. So I feel like for my teachers, my teachers go the extra mile for me. Uh, teachers go stay until like six, seven o'clock in their office and they, they want at Cleveland High School, they give us options on kind of like what to learn or their lessons on 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 what to learn. So I feel like teachers at Cleveland High School they treat they treat me right, they treat students right, and I feel like they're doing a wonderful job on on the stuff that's happening around them. Yeah, I believe they're doing a wonderful job. I had a great experience at Cleveland High School.
0: What what do students need, right? Because. What we've talked to, we've talked to teachers, we've talked to parents, of course, there's the administration, but as a student, what are some of the things that you would like to see improved in Seattle Public Schools?
2: Oh man, for me, as a black student, I really want black studies. I I wanna learn more about my people beyond slavery. Do you feel now, like I said, going into your senior
0: year, that Seattle Public Schools has prepared you for this next step?
2: Are you ready for college? I would say, I would say yes, but Seattle public Public schools has to do with a little fraction of that. So I have a lot of mentors that I have been so very blessed with for that. And like outside of school, I I learn way more things outside of school than in school that are useful. So I, I would say all my mentors outside of school has helped me with that way more.
0: So when, when people say that the strike is just the teachers, it's a money grab. They just want money. Do you, do you agree with that? Or do you feel that,
2: like, it's deeper issues beyond just a pay increase? I'm going to tell you about the experiences that I had with teachers or teachers that told me. It's mainly their main concern. Of course, with the money as well, the, the, the inflation, uh, I feel like one of their, their main concerns is 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 for the people in special ed because uh, they're like they they need so much support and and when that's cut I, I don't I don't like p- people really don't understand how that's that school the school year is gonna gonna work so I feel like the teachers are really doing it for the students and I'm not saying they're not gonna do it for their money as well because the workload is pretty bad but when I heard that. Before the before the pay, I feel like yes, it's it's this is for the students. I I don't I don't. It probably is for the money as well, but I feel like it's mainly for the students. Right. How long do you think this strike's gonna last? I think it's gonna last for at least, at least until Wednesday or next week at, at least. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. If it lasts longer than that, uh, we're gonna we're gonna find you here every day at this right Beach Beachcrest Library.
2: Man. Most likely all the time. I'm I'm trying to trying to dig more into reading, you know, myself. So yeah, most likely. (laughs) All right, man. Good luck with your college applications. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it.
3: Oh, that was such a great and you know, great insight right there from Trayvon. I mean, you know, we had to hear from students as well. We understand that they are heavily impacted by this strike. So I just want to send them a shout out. Thank you so much for giving uh Omari there and great, great work, Omari. Uh, for giving him some of your time while you were at the library. And kudos to you for staying on top of your reading and being there in that space of learning, uh, you know, taking this and kind of into your your own hands during this strike. Kudos to you. Other students need to be doing that too. Don't just think, oh man, you know, I get to be at home, be on the couch. Man, get out there. You know what I mean? Keep your brain active so that you can be ready when the strike is over. Well, after this short break, you guys, I get to talk to Inye Wakoma about Walk the Block and how Wanawari is taking it up a notch this this time around and allowing people to engage in all of the amazing art uh, right there in the neighborhood of the Central District. You guys, guys stay tuned after this short break you're watching the David Trey.
0: Baseball is a beautiful game especially when played in community. Earlier this summer, Baseball Beyond Borders took a powerful, eye-opening journey through the heart of the South, which included baseball, civil rights, and reconciliation. Our young kings hosted a baseball clinic at Jackson State University in Jackson, Mississippi, and hit the road to Montgomery, Alabama, by way of the historic Edmund Pettus Bridge, to visit the Equal Justice Initiative Museum and Memorial, all in an effort to ground our kings in their history and find serenity in the sport they love to preserve the cultural legacy. Join Baseball Beyond Borders on September 27th for the premiere of our film, Reconciliation Tour, at T-Mobile Park's Ellis Pavilion from 3 to 5 p.m. Hear from those on the front line as well as special guests as we elevate our promise to bring healing through play. For tickets or to donate, visit BaseballBeyond.org or check our social media platforms.
4: Hey guys, Vesa Gordon here on September 18th. We're
1: all going to Cheney Stadium for the Summer Sky Music Festival featuring performances by Moneybag Yo, Glow Rella, Tori Lane, Follow G, and more. Grab your tickets right now at
3: Ticketmaster.com and use code Converge for a discount. Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. Joining me right now is Inye Wakoma from Wanarari. What's up, Inye? How are you?
5: Hello, Treyana. Hey. I'm doing good. <laughs> Great to see you. Likewise, likewise.
3: Well, you guys always got amazing things going on. Tell us a bit about, you know, Wanawari for those who may not be aware of all the amazing work y'all are doing.
5: Yeah. So Wanawari is a center for black art, social connection, community stories, community organizing in the Central District. Um, We took uh, one of my family homes, converted into a black community center for art and all the things that I listed. Um, And it's a place where we host conversations about blackness. Um, And so we um, operate as an art gallery. You know, um, seven days a week. We're open three days a week, but, you know, we host events. And so pretty much any day of the week, you know, you might find something going on at Wanawari. Um, and so there's always at least four black artists, um, usually a local artist, um, and, you know, national and a lot of times international black artists, um, that we exhibit at Wanawari. And in addition to that, we have regular performances. So, um, music, live music, poetry, you know, Just about anything that black folks do creatively, you know, we hosted at Wanawari. So we operate, you know, as a space for folks in the city to come back to the neighborhood that we all know is home.
3: Yeah, and it's yeah. such a integral space. I mean, when you talk about all the programming you guys are doing, uh, you know, it really takes uh, connections. I mean, you're mm-hmm. talking about international art. Tell us a bit about how you guys have been able to build those connections uh, to make sure that artists do, you know, know. Mm-hmm. Wannawar is a space mm-hmm. to showcase my work.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a lot of the genius around what we do with uh, exhibiting Black artists is the brainchild of Alicia Johnson, who's you know our curator. Right. And so, you know, she just she has a very, you know, sharp sense about, you know, um, black art, black artists, um, especially forward thinking black artists, black artists that are really pushing the envelope around what it means to sort of explore what it means to be black. Um, and, you know, she just she gets out there and she finds I don't know where she finds all the people, you know, every month, you know, she's coming up with new people, you know, folks in the Caribbean, you know, folks from the continent, folks from Europe. You know, um, and she just gets out. You know, she, she's fearless about introducing herself to folks, spreading the mission about what we do at Wanawari. And people love it, you know, particularly Black artists. The thing about um, the art world is that, you know, obviously it's predominantly white. You know, most of the big art institutions are white. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times for Black artists, there's a disconnect between um, what and why they're creating and the places that, you know, where, where they, where they exhibit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of black artists that are really excited about um, showing in a black space, uh, showing at an unconventional art space, showing at a space that is open and welcome, you know, to just regular black folks. Right. You know, um, and so I think that that's a a part of the appeal, you know, for what happens at, at Wanawari, you know, is the fact that it's an opportunity for black artists to have a different kind of conversation with their art.
3: Yeah, and that's so important. You know, mm-hmm. when I talk to T-Dub, you know, our art queen here at Converge, mm-hmm. yeah. we always dive into the unique nature of, you know, what an artist is bringing to their art form and to their work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is why, you know, more and more artists, it's like, there's there's never too much, too many artists, right? There's like never. space for everybody Absolutely. to really, you know, inject their level of artistry into the whole scheme of things. But I love that you guys do that. You you, you guys also really you utilizing what you've done in terms of, you know, taking a family home and changing it, transitioning into this amazing community space as a model for others to follow. Tell us a bit about that work in terms of using this space and kind of cultural spaces to disrupt gentrification.
5: Well, you know, um, founding Wanawari really was uh, an act of necessity. Um, The House where Wanawari is, has been in my family since the 1950s. Um, It was owned by my grandparents. Both of them are deceased. Um, At the time that uh, we opened Wanawari, my grandfather had had been dead for about 10 years. Uh, My grandmother was still alive, but she had Alzheimer's, so she required 24-7 care. Um, And she was on more or less a fixed income. Um, She had this one house where Wanawari is, which was a rental property. Um, But it was getting to a point where um, her income was not keeping pace with, you know, with her financial need and the previous guardians, uh, um, were going to sell everything, Mm -hmm. right. Which is what happens to a lot of, you know, older folks. Right. And then when we, you know, add being black, you know, um, and all the added pressures, you know, there are all the different ways that that black families lose their homes, you know, particularly when, uh, um, our elders, you know, are older and, and can't care for them. And so, um, I was appointed by my family to figure out a solution. It took me a few years, but it was coming together with the co-founders of Wanawari um, to reimagine this house um, as a community space. Um, and then um, because I knew what my grandmother's finances were, I knew how much we needed to pay rent, you know, mm-hmm. to keep from losing the home. Right. Um, and to keep from having to put her into a nursing home, which, you know, would have been the, what would have happened. And so, you know, when we, when we, when we look at, you know, what are the possibilities for other black families that are facing similar crises, right, um, you have uh, elder homeowners, um, you have families that have been displaced. So there's not the the in-neighborhood network of folks who can sort of lend support financially or materially, you know, to help keep things up and, and keep things going. Um, and so we're really taking, you know, sort of that creative problem solving around, um, bringing different things into the space as a way of bringing more resource and working with other Black homeowners to 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 figure out what are some other possibilities. Not everybody's going to do something like Wanawari, but, you know, there are a myriad of things that folks can do with the land that they have, you know, um, to shift their fortunes. Right, and to create new possibilities for the future. So the work that we're doing, um, we have an organizing um, uh, project inside of Want A called Case Twenty One that is specifically designed, really, to focus on those issues and to work with Black homeowners, you know, to create new solutions um, so that more Black families, you know, can participate in reimagining what Black Seattle can look like, particularly in the city limits and in the Central District. Right, um, going on into the twenty-first century.
3: Yeah, it's so important, you know, this work. And I think uh, I get so excited when these models emerge, right? Because at the end of the day, we need to find real innovative and creative ways that we can work within our communities and within the, the resources we have, the ingenuity we have. Again, that kind of innovation that we've always brought to building our communities across this nation. So just appreciate you guys' work for that. And it, it brings us into in Walk the Block. I mean, this is an opportunity for people to kind of experience Uh, Mm -hmm. Wanawari, but also, you know, connect with Wanawari on the funding side so that Mm -hmm. you guys can continue these programmings. Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about Walk the Block and how you guys came about this idea that this is one of the things Mm -hmm. you guys are going to be doing and bringing to community.
5: Yeah. So Walk the Block is our annual art festival fundraiser. Um, So it's an open air sort of public art um, festival that really transforms the neighborhood, and so we take unconventional spaces for art and transform them into sites for, for both performing and visual arts, right? So for example, um we have um art going up at uh your family auto on on Cherry Street, right? <laughs> you know, uh uh East African brother, right? Um will be hosting art by Yegi, right? You know, mm-hmm. so um so you know, we we work with businesses, we work with uh other residents, um, and we say cite art, you know um, all around the neighborhood. Of course, then we, you know, we sell tickets and we have a guidebook and, and, you know, and all kinds of other things that, you know, add the amenities to the festival that allow people to really enjoy it. But the idea is to come out, you know, walk around the neighborhood, enjoy the art, um, and meet people, you know, see people, you know, meet new people, um, and have a communal, you know, art experience. And so this year we have uh, over 40 artists, uh, performance artists in all genres, from dance uh, to live music, um, live music, all, all kinds, hip hop, um, like singer-songwriters, you know, blues rock, jazz, right? Um, we have, uh, like, painters and drawers you know just everything i mean honestly it's the sculptors every you know conceptual artists you know video artists you know all of it is happening out around the neighborhood and so it's um saturday september 17th from 2 to 6 p.m you can register um on the top of mega evers pool that's where the registration site is uh registration tickets are 25 dollars Um, per person. Um, You get a beautiful guidebook for the day, um, which allows you to pick and choose who you really want to see. And if you're the kind of person that doesn't want to miss anything, you can use your guidebook to make sure you get around to see (laughs) as much of everything that we have to offer, you know, for the day.
3: Yes. my goodness this is such a phenomenal mm. annual fundraiser and so mm. creative uh, you know again you talk about 40 artists man that network Wanawari <laughs> 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 has is yeah, thick absolutely. so I'm so looking forward to this and I'm so glad uh, y'all they asked me I get to MC this thing this year I'm so excited because I've heard nothing but great things about this and I was out of town the last time that you guys did this so I'm so grateful that I get to be a part of the Wanawari family and really bringing these artists to the community and again you know a allowing people to really participate in fundraising for the amazing space of Wanawari. Thank you so much, Inye, for being here and sharing this opportunity with us. If folks are looking to connect with Wanawari, I want to make sure I give you time to look right there in that camera. What's the website? How do they plug in?
5: So you can um, find out more about walk the block at wanawari.org slash WTB. That's wanawar org slash WTB, that's for Walk the Block. But if you just go to wanawari.org, to um, you're gonna find everything that we do. Right. And there's lots to dig into, no matter what your interest is. If you want to get politically active with Saving Black Homes, uh, if you want to, if you're interested in food security, we've got a gardening program. We've got a meal giveaway program. If you just want to get down with some art, you know, you can do that, too. If you're into learning more about uh, the history of the CD, we've got an oral history program. Plenty, plenty, plenty going on. So. Yeah.
3: Amazing. Amazing yeah. work. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time today on The Day with Trey. Appreciate Absolutely. you. And all Thank you for doing. having me. Absolutely. Anytime. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, y'all. Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about. Inspiration abounds and it will continue because up next we got Jasmine Scott, the new executive director of Art Noir. She's going to be telling us all about their grand opening also coming up this weekend in partnership with Walk the Block. So you guys, we're going to be diving into all of this after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey.
4: Hey y'all, my name is Nicole Harvey and I proudly serve as the Director of Community and Family Engagement at Seattle Jazz Ed. And I'm here to let y'all know that we're getting to launch our fall programming the first week of October. So if you're a student or you know a student between the grades 4 through 12 that is interested in playing music, whether they're a beginner or they've been playing for a long time, we have saved a seat for you. For more information, please visit our website at www.seattlejazzed.org. All of our programs and classes are offered on a sliding scale tuition policy, which means that families get to choose what they pay, no questions asked, We also have free loaner instruments available for every student to use. If you have questions, you're welcome to contact us via email or by phone at programs at seattlejazzed.org or 206-324-5299
0: basically fam believe in giving like we have to be willing to give more and people seem to always think giving means money but nah bro it's like you can give time you can give understanding you can give access you can give a listening ear and an open heart you can give and share your god-given gifts and talents but you just got to give
3: Welcome back, everybody, to The David Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holliday. And joining me right now is Miss Jasmine Scott, Executive Director of Art Noir. What up, guys? Hey, girl. (laughs) Back again. Back again. You know what? But it's a beautiful thing because you always have amazing things going on. Tell us a bit about what Art Noir is and going to be bringing to the community.
1: Yeah, so Art Noir um, is actually uh, the brainchild, the inspiration of Vivian Phillips, who also happens to be my mother. Uh, and she launched Art Noir actually last year as an online uh publication in May of 2021. And so it launched and we have tons of subscribers who get a beautiful newsletter once a month in their inbox. And it just uh, contains uh, content about Black artists, Black art, um, Black culture, not only locally, but globally. Um, there are spotlights on people. There are art spotlights, there are event spotlights. There's just all those, all those amazing things. Um, that came along with that online launch. And while that simultaneous to that happening, uh, we have been in development of the completion of a physical space in the heart of the central district on 23rd and Union. And so, uh, it, it less than, in less than a year's time, we have built from the ground up an art space that will, uh, fully contain a, art gallery, a state-of-the-art art gallery that will be uh, operated by Onyx Fine Art Collective. This will be their second location. Um, folks, uh, artists in the city probably are, are aware of their space at Pacific Place. So they'll have a second location at Art Noir on 23rd and Union. And then we will be operating a Black Arts Retail. And so you'll be able to find things. I like to call it, I refer to it as a specialty shop because it's really uh, all those things that we love that, you know, there's been pop-ups especially in the summertime right there's pop-ups and marketplaces where all of our favorite vendors are at and all of those little cool products that they sell well i've been able to connect with so many people um, who don't have a brick and mortar space who we've invited to sell some of their products at art noir so we have a lot of local products as well as products from black creatives from around the country and eventually we will have some um uh, products from around the world and especially from the continent. And so we're working on that as well. Um, and then the extension of our project later on down the line, we will be, um, putting together and opening a uh, recording studio uh, used for education purposes, education and training. And so we are going to be looking at building out the recording studio in 2023 and opening that so that young people who are interested in music production and probably podcasting and things like that uh, will be able to utilize and offer that space in order for, uh, young people to to get into that area, the arts as well. And so we're really um, hoping to just be uh, not just a hub, but really a gathering place for Black art and Black creativity. And so while we're not an event space, like I said, we're a gallery in retail, we want people to come in and just engage with our, with Black people, with community, in our historically Black community. And so we are so excited to open our doors to the public this Saturday uh, in conjunction with Wanawares Walk the Block.
3: Oh, this is so exciting. So uh, when you talk about all of the amazing things you guys are doing, man, shout out to you. Kudos to all of the work that's been put in to bring this space out to the public. We all know that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes before it can even come out. So thank you for all that work and congratulations on your new role there. You. Um, when you when you talk about this collaboration with Walk the Block, tell us a bit about that. Is this a stop that people are going to be able to kind of come to during
1: the the Walk the Block tour? How does it work? Well, it's so beautiful that the stars were actually able to align for the timing to work out that we were planning our opening for this uh, weekend. And then Alicia Ba reached out and said, you know, are you guys going to be ready at this time? We would love to partner and um, have Art Noir be a stop uh, for Walk the Block. And I was like, girl, like literally when she reached out was at the time when I was looking at where we were at in our construction process and trying to determine when a good opening day was and selected that weekend as our opening and so it was just perfect it was meant to be so we are a stop on walk the block right there in Midtown Square we are gonna I've curated some amazing entertainment right there in Midtown Square so we're gonna have vitamin d of course <laughs> who uh is going to be setting that tone the musical tone for us throughout the afternoon uh we have Sadiqa Iman who is going to be doing some uh dance and movement pieces with us throughout the afternoon and she will also be joined at some point by, um, secret sound. Oh, um, Awar and Tim Davis. Uh, we have Vic Daggs Jr. with some hip hop. We have Goody Bag. And before uh, the actual Walk the Block uh, programming starts from 12 to two, we'll also have DJ Frequency, uh, Jen Moore, uh, who is gonna do, be doing music for us. And so it's gonna be active and live. And then on top of that, on top of just the entertainment, uh, we also have, we're gonna be doing Popsicle giveaways for Mom and Pops. We love Tark and Amanda and (laughs) Lawford. um, and then we'll also have some artists that will be doing some art activities, some hands-on activities. And so we'll have stuff going on throughout the afternoon. So for us, it's 12 to 6. We'll be doing our ribbon cutting at 12 o'clock, have a few remarks, and then the doors are open to the community to come look at Onyx's uh, inaugural exhibit, Truth Be Told 2, in the gallery side of the space. And then come shop and see all of the wonderful products that we have all made by Black creators. And this is a work in progress. And so what you'll see on Saturday is really just the beginning of something that is going to continue to grow. We will continue to partner with more and more people within and even outside our community, uh, Black creators. And we're just going to grow and it's going to be so robust. And so I'm really excited. We've been working really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, this is like what I'm talking about. I get the goosey thinking
3: about all of this amazing uh, celebration of Blackness and Black culture and really creating spaces for folks who say, I'm looking for this. I've been looking for it. Maybe I missed that event where the vendor was there. I missed this or I missed that. This is a brick and mortar space direct here for the people right in the heart of the Central District. You can't get no better than that. Of course, this is so exciting. I want you to give you a time right now. Just look at the camera, make sure folks know how to connect with Art Noir and all the amazing things you guys are going to be doing.
1: Yes. So once again, our grand opening, Opening is this Saturday, the 17th, 12 to 6 p.m. So it's a full day of engagement. You can drop in anytime, meet me, if you mean, y'all know me, and meet the team, meet the board, um, and just come hang out with us. Uh, from that point, we will be open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on a regular basis. Uh, well, you should subscribe to our newsletter. Absolutely. And you can do that at ArtNoir.org. And that's A-R-T-E-N-O-I-R.org. We are also on Instagram at ArtNoir now, on Twitter at ArtNoir, and on Facebook at ArtNoir. So connect with us in all the ways. We hope to see you this weekend as you're walking the block. Come make your stop at ArtNoir and uh, kick it with us. And, uh, you know, after that, Tuesday through Saturday, you can come in at any time and vibe with us. It's going to be a beautiful thing, full of blackness and full of joy.
3: Yes, full of blackness and full of joy. Thank you so much for stopping here at the day with Trey on your busy schedule. Uh, Appreciate all the work that you're doing out here in community. And this is always a space for you. So as new programs come, partnerships, collaborations, events, whatever, keep us posted and we'll make sure the folks know about it. You know, I know.
1: I'll be back. We have, we're on a schedule
3: every few months. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. This is recurring. That's right. Much love to you. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. I told y'all. And she said it there full of black love, black joy. That's really what this episode was about to give you guys some insight into how you can participate in the amazing events going on this weekend right in the heart of the Central District. We want to make sure you guys come out, celebrate black art, black joy, black music, black culture uh, with Walk the Block and the grand opening of Art Noir. And I'm really excited because I will be there as well. So come check us all out. We'll all be there participating in all these amazing events and making sure that y'all are also informed and engaged in the amazing Black culture that is thriving once again in the Central District. It's so beautiful to see these ideas and and, and processes come to fruition in this way. And y'all know for me, I want you to be inspired. Of course, that's right. Be inspired by Inye Wakoma and all the great things they're doing over there at Wanawari. Be inspired by Jasmine Scott and what Art Noir is bringing to the public and to the people. The the, the idea for me, y'all, is to uplift everybody who's doing amazing things because that way maybe you can take some inspiration and figure out, man, wait a minute, I I need to figure out how I'm going to be a part of the solution. That's what I want you guys to always take away. Please do that. Of course, tomorrow, uh, we got Brian Callanan going to be giving us an update on Seattle news, views, and brews. And I got another Jasmine who's going to be joining us telling us about an amazing event she has coming up. Jazz from Seattle. Some of y'all may know her on Instagram. Um, she's going to be here tomorrow to tell us about some amazing things that she has going on. So I can't wait. And of course, for me, until tomorrow at 11 a.m., y'all, peace. <laughs>